Well, I feel like a jerk because I agreed to teach this class knowing that I'd be gone two Sundays. And then some lady was like, hey, would your family like to use our lake house for a, for a weekend? And I mean, how do you pass that up? So, so it's been three, week, three Sundays. So sorry, I hope Brian and Jeremy were okay. I'm sure they were. Um, so as y'all know, I went to Alaska. I want to turn this off just in case I share any like... I really worked on encouraging her and it was great to see. And I started, and this, I came up with this lesson as I was flying back from Alaska because I started thinking about like how important encouragement is. And I remembered a story I, I, I came across when I was teaching and, and something that I took from. Um, I, when I first started teaching, I remember seeing a Dear Abby call. Do y'all know who Dear Abby is? Who's Dear Abby? You're looking at me confused. You know who Dear Abby is? Gosh. Like a, is it like a writing, writing column? A what column? Like Yes, yes, yes. So you write in questions to Abby and she answers them. Like, Dear Abby, my mother-in-law wore the same dress as me and she'll answer it. And, <laughs> but in this one, Dear Abby got a column from a teacher who just shared an experience she had. And it was really impactful and I stole it. But, but I just want to go back because because I really liked when I read this. Uh, so this is the column. There was a retired school teacher who shares about what she did years ago. One day she had her students take out two sheets of paper and list the names of every student on it. So if we were in this class and doing it, you'd get a piece of paper and you write everybody's name down. And then she told them to think of the nicest things they could say about their classmates. And so each classmate would write one or two nice things about, about the, the classmates in their class. And then this teacher went home and compiled the list. So what's your name again? Matthew. So Matthew would have a list and it'd have everybody who said something nice about Matthew, like super nice, encouraging, handsome, you know, whatever it is that y'all would say. What would you say about Matthew? Give me something good about Matthew. Hilarious. Somebody. Hilarious? Yeah. <laughs> You're really funny? Yes. Prove yes. it. Uh, what else about Matthew? Sarcastic. All right, so Matthew would get this list, maybe not sarcastic, but Matthew would have this list of all these special things about him, and, and that's what the teacher did, and she didn't realize how impactful it is. She took him home, made the list, and, and the following Monday, she gave everybody their sheets of paper, and she said it just changed her class. Like, the kids just look at it and spent like an hour just being like, you know, really? And, and I've seen this with my own children. Like, there's times where I'll be walking by, and, and, and I have, you know, awesome, awesome kids, but I'll be like, you know, Violet, you just amaze me how you, I should have probably grabbed her, but <laughs> Ben, you just amaze me how fast you are, and, and kids just instantly, you can see their chest puff up and they feel good about themselves. But it happened in this classroom, and people were like, I can't believe people actually liked me that much in this class, and it changed the way these kids viewed each other, and because of it, they became like a family in the class. Uh, the class uh, dynamics was completely just changed from this activity. Well, in this story, she said years later, and this was right around, like these kids graduated, the Vietnam War started. So years later, that teacher went to one of the students who had been killed in Vietnam. It was a small town, uh, and a lot of people who had happened to be in that class come, were at this funeral, and they go through the funeral, sad things. After the funeral, the, the parents of this kid come up to him and said to the teacher, hey, we want to show you something. And they took out this folded up piece of paper and it was that list. And it was in his top drawer. And she said, you know, he, he just, something about this list just meant a whole lot to him and wanted you to have it back. And just know that he would look at it all the time and it just kind of was something powerful for him. And, and the teacher, and I want to make sure I read this right, um, the teacher was like, 
you know, I can't believe he said it, but one of the, the kids who was in the class, and this is all, you know, it was on Dear Abby, so it's got to be real. Um, there was a kid in the class who was like, oh, yeah, I have mine too, and takes his wallet out and has this list in his wallet. Now, these are like 19-year-old young men now, or young ladies, and, and another student says, you know, I put mine um, in a photo album. I carry mine at all the time, and, and, and you know, at that point, the teacher just sat down and started crying because she realized how much she had impacted these students. Uh, and I tried this with my class. So I did this with my class. I, I, I taught, when I was a teacher, I taught in Nashville, and I taught in the projects. Like, really, my school was in the middle of the projects, and every kid came from the projects. So we had a lot of fun things. Um, and one year I taught, I was told I was going to teach a single gender all boys class in the middle of the project. So every boy that needed a male role model was put in my class and it was a tough year. Like I remember if there wasn't a fight in my class it was a good day. And, and that's when I always say I started getting gray hair and I started losing my hair and, and I blame that class but I, but I loved them. But I finally got to the point where I was like I don't know what to do with this group so we did this activity and it changed them y'all. It changed the way they interacted with it. It was all boys that were hard and mean and, and could be terrible to each other and they realized that they all truly kind of had special things that they liked about each other. It changed the whole class. So I realized encouragement is so important. I think we all need encouragement and I think we all need to be encouragers. Uh, I, I've seen this time and time again and, and, and I don't know what led me to want to talk about this other than just spending so much time with Mary Ellen. So we're gonna we're gonna spend a little time on it. So have you ever had somebody who encouraged you? And what, is, what was that like? Have you ever had that person that was your just like loudest cheerleader? Who's got an example of that and how did it impact you? You do. Who was it? Um, it was one of my best friends. And it was like, it was after my dad died and it was just like a really hard time for him. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I just was not good enough and everything was just terrible. My friends kept saying, Come on, we got this doing. We're doing this. We're doing this, and they just kept reminding me that I was worth it. Mm -hmm. like, even though he's not here, I can be the voice for him. Mm -hmm. So, like, I don't know. That's awesome. I don't know if anybody can beat that one. That was pretty good. You're supposed to save that one. No, um, no that's great. That's exactly it. And, and when you have those encouragements, it makes you feel like you can do it. You're not alone. Anybody else have an example of, of somebody encouraging them to do it? Something that you wanted to do? Okay. Um, not, not something it specific, but recently I had a falling out with a friend and she said some negative things about me that really were just weighing on my heart and eating away at me. And I was going through a box of old letters that I had collected from prayer retreats mm -hmm. and fall retreats and things in the youth group and in college, just little notes and letters that people throughout my life have written to mm -hmm. me. And I just read through them, and I started crying mm -hmm. at some points. Just like it just changes it, right? Yeah. How much I have impacted other people in a good way, and that was just very healing. So, why does that? What What is it about that that we need that changes it? Because you didn't change because you read those pay, those letters. You're the same person, right? So, what is it about that encouragement that does that for you? What do you y'all know? Why do you think it is? I feel like it kind of like opens our eyes to like not just look at the immediate and like sometimes we get blinders on and we're mm -hmm. like we only see either you know the challenging situation in front of us or 
the like not very fruitful situation and so when we like take those blinders off like Megan said it and like Hannah said it's like we get to see a bigger picture of somebody saying like oh you know you've encouraged me or like oh you know this tragedy is not all that's mm -hmm. in front of you it's perfect so Ephesians 4.29, if you want to turn there. You don't have to, because either I or somebody will read it. But 4.29, I think the Apostle Paul gives us like a good guideline to how Christian encouragement should be. Um, and in, in Ephesians 4.29, it says, um, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building up others according to their needs that it might benefit those who listen. So, um, you know, goodness. Guys, we could spend a whole month talking about unwholesome talk, right? Or, or at least taming the tongue. I can. I have the fastest tongue in the world, meaning like, if I, something hits me, I say it. So I need to work on that. But, while I'm not great on not letting unwholesome talk come out of our mouths, I think what we need to focus on today is just building others up. It's so important. Like Paul is saying, y'all, we've got to build each other up um, so that it will benefit anybody who listens. Like if somebody's listening, you need to be building them up. Uh, you know, I, I remember when I was uh, in high school, we used to go rock climbing at the same, same spot every, like once a week. It's an awesome, beautiful rock climbing spot. But there was a place where none of us could ever get above it. Well, one time... A group of young ladies came to watch us rock climb, right? And I'm in high school. And amazingly, for the first time, I was able to get past that super hard rock climbing spot because I had a bunch of people cheering my name and I was showing off. Encouragement gives us strength to do things that we can't usually do. Um, you think about, like, basketball. They, they play, like, a whole basketball season. One of the things they're trying to do is home court advantage for the playoffs. Why? Why do we want home court advantage? Do you know? You watch sports? I don't watch sports. Oh, come on. Who watches sports? Anybody? D. Hoff, you watch sports. You get the most encouragement. You get fans because you have a, you got 50,000 people. Uh, maybe 50,000. How many people? I don't know. 30,000 people <laughs> cheering you on, and it get, kind of pumps you up. That's why we play for home court advantage. Uh, so it is so important. So we're going to spend a little bit of time just studying some scripture that is all about encouragement. So can I have somebody who will read Proverbs 10, 11? And I'm going to give a few out. Y'all are quiet today. What's going on? You got Proverbs 11? No, you don't. You got Proverbs 11? No, you don't. Who's got a Bible in front of him? D. Hoff, Proverbs 11. Oh, Proverbs 11? Yeah, what are, Proverbs 10, 11. And then I need, hey, you get Acts, Acts 15, 32, okay? You got Bible on you? 1 Thessalonians 3, 2. You got Bible on you? Yep. 1 Thessalonians 4, 18. And you got... Did I already pick one for you or no? Okay. You got Hebrews 10.25. So this is just a collection of, of scripture talking about encouragement. So let's go ahead and read it. The Proverbs 10.11. Go ahead. The mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life. The mouth of the wicked conceals violence. All right. And then Acts 15.32. And Judas and Silas, who were themselves prophets, encouraged and strengthened the brothers with many words. First Thessalonians 3.2. And sent Timothy, our brother, and minister of God, and our fellow laborer in the gospel of Christ, to establish you and to comfort you concerning your faith. Thank you. First Thessalonians 4, 18. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. 
Awesome. And then Hebrews 10.25. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhort, uh, exhorting one another, and so much, so much the more as ye see the day approaching. Good job. So, that was a short little Bible.com search on words of encouragement. That was the first like, group I got last night at like 11 o'clock. Um, by the way, I drove in from the beach last night at like 11 o'clock. So, um, so that was just a short little thing, but, but it just goes on to kind of encourage me to keep talking about this when I did that. Because there's so much about encouraging others. Why is it important in the Christian faith to encourage each other? Is it important? Why would it be important as brothers and sisters to encourage each other? Because when the whole world hates you, I mean, like Jesus says it does, it's all we really have is each other. And think about when this was written. Holy cow, man, like, the, the time that this was written, that was 100% going on, and they're like, we got to encourage each other, and I think we're seeing that today. Like, look, I go to my family, like, when I'm, you guys don't understand, if I seem like I'm in a, a smiley mood, I am savoring this moment just being here with a bunch of believers. I'm teaching, but I'm not teaching. Y'all are, are feeding me right now. You don't even realize it. Because I spent three weeks in Alaska and then at the beach with my family. I come from a family of people who don't go to church, who aren't believers, and who tear believers down because they think that their views are more important than our views. And so it just sucks me dry after weeks of doing that. Now, I did have Mary Ellen, but I'm telling you, I spent a week at the beach just hearing about how Bernie Sanders was the, the, the king, and, you know, I need to wise up. Now, I do love Bernie Sanders, just be, not his politics. I just love the dude. I think he's hilarious. But, um, huh? He's a gamer. He is. Here's the thing about Bernie Sanders. End of class, real ADD moment. I don't agree with anything, much of Bernie Sanders, but at least he believes what he's saying. Like, half the other people just say what they want people to say. So, I, that's what I respect about him. But, anyways, so... You distracted me big time, dude. That was your fault. So being here just around you guys is encouragement enough for me. That's the whole point. Like I, I, I spent weeks just being sucked, at, like feel like I'm getting everything drained out of me, and you guys are filling me up just being here. But, but it is important to encourage each other. Why else do we need to encourage? Why do you think it's so important for encouragement? You don't understand what somebody's going through. Because there's people who don't feel like they're enough. Mm -hmm. Even by just saying a simple compliment or just telling them, you know, hey, you're loved, like that gives them more than they've received in probably months or a lifetime. You never know what somebody's going through. I, I say that, like, I'm have a hundred staff people will say. And I have people, and I'm so unemotional, and, and I don't have very good feelings. And so I have a bunch of women teachers, that's not sexist, it's true, um, that, that are in my school, and they'll come to me and share these, these things they're going through, and I need to get more like, I know how you're feeling, I'm sorry, you know? But, but I just listen and I make a plan, because that's what I do. But what I know is like in a, in a room this size, there's gonna be four or five of you guys that are dealing with some heavy stuff. And in a room this size, there's gonna be two or three of you that that are struggling with your faith or struggling with something in a room this size, there's going to be four or five of you that are on a mountaintop right now because you just got back from St. Louis and you're like a spiritual um, encourager. You know, so we never know what somebody else is going through, so encouragement is so important. Good point, whoever said that. Anything else before we keep on keeping on? Any other thoughts? Uh, it's like it allows us to see 
that's like a way that we can strive towards Christ that like maybe we can't see on our own. Um, like I'm, I'm like the Hebrews 10 says, let us consider how to stir one another up to love and good works. It's like somebody else can offer a perspective and encouraging, like mm-hmm. encouraging you for not only like trying to pull you out of the crap, but also like pushing you towards. Sure. Good. We don't always just have to be pulled out of the, in his words, crap. We need to be pushed. Yeah, you're right. And, and quite frankly, God's an encourager. You know, in, in Psalms it says, um, Oh Lord, hear the desires of the afflicted. You encourage them and you listen to their cry. In Romans it says, May the God who gives encouragement give you a spirit of unity. Like our God is an encourager. There's, there, there's plenty of scripture that talks about encouragement. And, and I think encouragement is crucial for us. For what he said, for what she said, and for a variety of reasons because sometimes it's kind of tough being a Christian. Um, and, and sometimes it's, it's, it's lonely feeling like you're alone. It's lonely being lonely, right? So when you have people that you know are encouraging you, it, it not only does it kind of pump you up, but it, it, it helps you to go further. Not only does it get you out of the bad stuff, but it helps you to become the person that you need to become. So we got to be encouragers, guys. Like, like this is, is, is a group. And, and I think one of the, the important things that, that we read is, you read it, right, about the, which scripture did you read? Do you remember? Hebrews 10.25. 10.25, let me see. I got my wife's phone because I typed this on her phone and I can't, she doesn't have email on her phone. Uh, it's the not neglecting to meet together. Yes, read that. Uh, not neglecting to meet together as, some, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Like, look around, and, and this is a group of 20-somethings. Anybody younger than 20 in here? How old are you? 19. You're younger than 20? You're younger than 20? Anybody older than 30 in here? Ray? Where's that hand? Ray! Oh. Super old. You're not older than 30, are you? You're leaning over. No way. I would have been amazed. Uh, so we're all 20-somethings in here, except for me. Oh. Uh, that's a, that, y'all are in a, in a weird age, guys, because you're in an age where you're figuring out exactly who you're going to become. But you're also in an age where it's easy not to follow Christ right now. Like, I remember there's times where it's easy not to follow Christ in your guys' shoes. There's times where it's easy to be like, look, I go to school and everybody's going here, and I want to go here, but you know you don't need to be there. But it's easy to do that because it's just a weird age you're in. Um, And it's an age I was thinking about this last night. When I was 21, or let's say when I was 20, all I wanted to figure out was what was I going to do to be able to stay up till 3 o'clock at night and have fun, right? Like I just wanted to stay up late and be around people. Now as I'm 39 and I turn 40 in a month, all I want to do is like not be around people. Like I just want to watch Netflix and not talk to anybody at night, right? So it's just a weird flip of you'll be there one day, but right now you're in that age where you want to be doing stuff. You want to be going out. You're young. You got a lot of energy. I feel you. Forget y'all. Wait till you have kids. And then you want to sleep all the time. But it's a tough life, and you guys got to be there for each other. Like it is so important to come on Sunday, even if you don't want to, because you're encouraging each other. If, if you guys came and there was four people in this class, that'd be kind of a little discouraging. But when you come in and you see, all right, I know that these people are from across, going to schools across the country. I know he's at Lipscomb with me. I know he's going to Harding or wherever he's going. 
I'm so glad that he's here because he doesn't need to be here or she doesn't need to be here. It's encouraging. So, guys, encourage each other. You need it. And don't forget about it. I promise you, even if you never get encouraged, if you choose to become somebody who's an encourager, it's going to change your life. Because not only are you going to make everybody else be more successful because you're encouraging them, people are going to want to be around you. Have you ever been around somebody who's like really positive and really encouraging? Typically, you enjoy being with those people. Um, you know, I got people in my life who are always encouraging me. And, and, and when I walk away from hanging out with them, I feel like I'm stronger, I'm better, I'm, 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 I'm just in a better spot. And I want to be with those people. So if you become an encourager and, and do what God tells us to do and do what God does, not only are you going to help all these people in your class, but you're going to put yourself in better light. I always say this to, to people your age, and this has nothing to do with what I just talked about, but just maybe if you lock it in, it will help you. If you say yes ma'am, no ma'am, yes sir, no sir, and are respectable, respectful at your age, you're going to get jobs. And you're going to have bosses who like you and you're going to get promoted. That simple. Like I've watched it. I've been manipulated by people who are polite. Not really manipulated, but <laughs> people that say yes sir, no sir are positive, are bringing that attitude every day. I want them to be around me as their boss. I want to give them more responsibility as their boss because I know that, that that's the type of people I want doing things for my organization or my school. So do that. It, it's a, such a simple step. Say yes sir, no sir to people older than you, even if you don't want to. Even if they don't deserve it, say it. And, and just be that positive person and you guys are going to be successful, even if you're not that smart, right? So feel good about that. I felt like that was a slight on you. I didn't mean it that way. Like even if you struggle with certain things, you're going to be more successful because of your attitude. So that's all I got. It's 1014. I want to say this. Thank you guys for encouraging me because just being here has encouraged me and will give me strength to go forward. Um, I am a believer in two things. One, that, that we need to be feeding others. We've got to be constantly feeding others. But if we don't get fed ourselves, then uh, we're going to be just empty. And you can't really fill other people when you're empty. So fill each other. Make each other feel like that, that you can just uh, take on the world, okay? All right, thank you guys. Have a wonderful rest of your week, and we'll see you next week. I'm not going to be gone anymore. Hey. And, unless somebody says, hey, I got a lake house. You want to go to it? Yes,